Police One Academy is leading the way in high-quality, affordable training for officers nationwide. Your department can take advantage of more than 1,000 HD videos and 175 full-length courses in a robust learning management system. Training is certified or accepted for training credit in 35 states. Join the industry's most officer-friendly learning platform with more than 60,000 subscribers. To schedule a free demo, go to policeoneacademy.com forward slash policing matters. Hello, and thank you for clicking and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. Hi, this is Jim Dudley. Jim, by the miracle of technology, at the time this podcast airs on Police One, I will be in Washington, D.C., and not in our recording studio. I'll be there for Police Week, the annual event that honors um, all of the fallen officers throughout American policing history, uh, but most specifically, um, you know, the the... the officers who were killed on the line of duty in the last 12 months and whose names are going to be added to the memorial wall at Judiciary mm-hmm. Square. Um, first and foremost, I want to make the point that if you can afford it, if an officer can afford it um, financially and vacation time-wise, I think every cop in America should go at least once. It's that powerful, I right? I agree, yes. The uh, candlelight vigil, um, it, it's... I have the opportunity to sit pretty close to the front um, oftentimes, and it's it's just a, an amazing sight to turn around and see literally thousands of candles on the on the the mall in DC. Um, the honor guide and uh, honor honor guard and pipe band co- competitions, seeing the unity tour arrive, mm-hmm. you know, three hour long parade of bike riders um, who have devoted I don't know how many hundreds of miles. Um, you know, riding across uh, the Northeast. Um, I like to use Police Week, though, not only to to mourn and pay respects and, and what have you, but also to remind ourselves that we, we best honor the dead by teaching the living and thinking about how what you do, what I do, what Police One does, how we affect the safety and success of officers on the street. And I think it's... I've always called it a confluence of emotion because you're surrounded by so many wonderful people, all of these cops who descend on D.C. And everywhere you go, you see just literally hundreds of cops. And you're at once mourning, and at the same time, you're you're surrounded by such great people, you're having such a great time. Mm. It's a very weird dichotomy. You've gone, right? Oh, yeah. I've been there um, a couple of times. Once when I was at the FBI Academy uh, in Quantico, um, um, several of my classmates and I made the trip up there uh, to see the memorial. I was there for the memorial once, and um, it's very powerful, very moving, especially if you know anybody whose name is on the wall. Um, they have um, slips of paper and pencils where you can uh, take um, uh, renderings of the names. I still have five names of officers that I personally knew uh, police officers from San Francisco. And as, as you're going through the motions of, of tracing the names onto the paper, there's this overwhelming um, feeling of connection and remembrance to those individuals. Uh, one in particular, uh, Sergeant John McCauley was my training sergeant uh, in 1980 when I went into the police uh, department in San Francisco. And he was uh, the 
epitome of what you want in a police officer. He was uh, ex-Marine, ship shape, uniform, never out of wrinkle, shine shoes, everything by the book, excellent demeanor with citizens, police officers, uh, treated us, the, the, the rookies, as um, worthy people of the profession. And I, I never forgot that. And um, in my second year, I was still on probation and um, Sergeant McCauley, being vigilant, uh, stopped a car that he saw on his hot sheet from, uh, it turned out it was from a theft or a shoplift or a grab and run from a department store. And uh, to make a long story short, um, while grappling with the driver, driver produced a handgun, uh, shot Sergeant McCauley. And uh, unfortunately, it uh, wasn't until a couple of days later, um, while in a coma, he, he passed. And as a young officer, to see that, experience it, and sit in his hospital room with him for several hours, uh, such a really deepening emotional uh, connection. And then to see the name on the wall, on the memorial, very powerful. I'm sure countless um, listeners would agree that when they see the name of somebody that they know on that wall and they know the significance and the history that um, it, it's it's very powerful indeed. Yeah, it really is. And when you when you go, you you're faced with the um, and at the risk of maybe breaking up a little bit here, uh, the families. You know, you go to the cops, mm-hmm. the concerns of uh, police officers, survivors, meetings, um, even just seeing them on the mall during the ceremonies. It's sure. that to me is just as emotionally. Um, Wow, what's the right word? Draining, taxing, demanding. It's really, and you're talking with them, and they're still in such pain, such agony, mm-hmm. and yet they're there with all these officers and being uplifted and being supported and being shown, you know, the dignity and respect sure. that they deserve. It's, 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 it's just such an amazing thing. And then on top of all of that, you have this, you know, your your heart is broken and you're feeling emotionally beat up. And then you go to, you know, where the, all of, everyone's gathering, whether it's one of the Irish pubs or whether it's one of the hotel rooms or mm-hmm. the lobbies. And you're, you wind up laughing with all of these guys that you've never met before, mm-hmm. necessarily, but you have so much in common with. And it's just a, it's an amazing series of events that until you go, it's like, it's one of those things that you don't know what it's like until you've been there. Yeah. It, you can't really describe it. Um, yeah, and I think I think across the country, it's not just Washington D.C. I think I think it's powerful to go to Washington D.C. But if they have a memorial uh, nearby in uh, your state capital, if you get a chance, if you if you have the opportunity, go experience it. I think there's there is you know I keep repeating it. There's power in it, and and if you've had um, officers killed in the line of duty at places throughout your community, and if you hold annual vigils i think there's power in that and there's uh, you know to, to allude back to what you said at the, at the beginning of this segment um yeah they did not die in vain we remember them and there are always uh training issues that develop from the incidents um that that contributed to their demise and we can always be better we we can always be vigilant and we can always learn from from past incidents, but I mean, it's difficult to, to take every precaution, but um, I think some, some incidents more than other, others have um, 
some real training elements to them that we could learn from. Yeah, and you know, we've often dropped the name Gordon Graham. You know, if it's predictable, it's preventable. Right. And one of the things that um, you know I've been kind of railing about in the last couple of months, I've written on it at least twice, um, is is officers dying in single vehicle collisions. Mm-hmm. Those are unnecessary. Um, it, you know, you go to the five tenets of the below 100, 100 program, and, and, and one of them is watch your speed. You know, of course, wear your vest, you know, and not just your ballistic vest, but also your, your um, reflective vest if you're out there on the street and you're doing a traffic collision or you're doing something where you're not protected by your, your vehicle. Um, you know, wear your seatbelt. You know, these, a lot of these single vehicle collisions with a tree or a phone pole or some inanimate object, um, these officers are killed because they're ejected from the vehicle or they're, they're, they're not restrained. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, complacency kills. Got to remember that if you start kind of backing off and getting a little bit lackadaisical, that's when something's going to pop off at you. And that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's, you know, the, one of, that's the fourth tenant. And then the, the fifth is remember what's important now. You know, and always try and have your attention focused on what's in front of you and what's important now. Yeah. You know, as Brian Willis um, says, a great, great and famous trainer, you know, what's important now when I'm getting dressed is I make sure that my uniform is squared away. What's important now when I'm getting dressed, I make sure I have my vest on. What's important now when I'm going to work is that I'm thinking about work and not thinking about my taxes or sure. my home life. And so you go through the day and ask, asking and answering the question, what's important now? And you can, you can then be more focused. So I, yeah. I, you know, I think about police week from <laughs> multiple angles. Um, not the least of which is that, you know, that going back to Chuck Remsburg and the early days of caliber press seminars, you know, you look at these videos of officers from dash cam or from now we have all of these other resources, you know, cameras are everywhere. Right. And not to criticize or second guess or, you know, Monday morning quarterback, but go, what can we learn from this? You know, let's objectively look at it and say, what could have gone better here? You sure. know, and so it's not to disrespect these these men and women whose names are on the wall, but to to take their their life and and try and make something further of it make them mm-hmm. their legacy be that they t- they teach other officers young sure. officers and old officers alike you know and it's etched on the wall in kind of one of the entrances and i don't remember who first said it but you know these people are remembered not for how they died but for how they lived and mm-hmm. i think that that's another thing that we constantly need to remember is that those people on the on that wall are heroes not for being killed on the line of duty but for everything they did up until that moment sure right yeah absolutely and i i agree with you um what's important now is is a huge tenant i think um momentum has a big um uh, influence on on some officers that may be injured or worse in that um, it's hard to take that tactical retreat when you're in it right it's easy to do when you're sitting at a briefing table or going over the general orders or what have you. But then um, as you're handing the uh, motorist the citation book and they step on the gas and you either hang on or fly out the window, I think instinctively um, most officers will reach in, grab onto something, grab the wheel, try to reach it for the keys. So momentum really has a lot to do with um, putting us in these situations where it's almost counterintuitive to back off, yeah. and so I'm, I'm, I'm a, you know, I've been a vocal opponent of uh, some of the talk about tactical retreat because tactical retreat means that you're thinking about it and you, you're calculating that you have better cover over there or that 
if you back off, you can um, gain a better advantage by by taking some other tactic. And I think uh, when it's happening, that's hard to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, once again, let's just uh, reiterate that you know if you can't get to DC, um, try to get to something local. Um, even if it's at your own department and you organize just a, a small wreath laying at your at your front door, um, that's it's easy to do, um, and it's it's an important thing that we um, pay our respects and and remember these these fallen heroes.